The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. All right, everybody, before we get started with this episode of Bench with Bubba, if you love the strategy of season-long fantasy sports and live for the short-term gratifications of DFS, then you have to try out weekly fantasy sports WFS on Owner's Box. Head on over to rotoballer.com backslash box and sign up today. Weekly Fantasy Sports is the best of daily and season long. It keeps you engaged through live drafting and new multi-week games. Owner's Box will also be paying out users who bring their friends on board. Watch the real money rewards pile up through their first ever three-tiered referral system. Add friends, create groups, and rank up to, uh, up to elevate the trash talk and competition to the next level. But that's not it. Owner's Box will be matching your first time deposit of up to $500 for any depositors through January 4th. Just head on over to www.rotoballer.com backslash box and sign up today to claim your $500 bonus and join the new wave of weekly fantasy sports. Now, to this episode of Benched with Bubba. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bench with Bubba, episode 361. We have a special guest joining us tonight, first timer on the show. He's a busy man. If you look at his resume, pitcher list, prospect 365, six-man rotation, does it all. He's also one of the most friendly guys on Twitter that you can you can interact with. He's always a bunch of fun, um, just chatting it up and doing all kinds of other good stuff. You can find him on Twitter at C.A. Marcano. Carlos Marcano, how are we doing, my friend? Hi, Baba. Uh, I'm really, really doing fine. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to be here, man. Uh, I mean, if if anyone wants to be on updated of what's going on 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 the fantasy and baseball any, anytime, I mean, this is one of the best places to get your stuff. So I'm I'm really, really happy to be here. I appreciate it, man. Uh, I love having uh, first timers on my show, getting to know different people. That's one of the, the reasons I love doing this. And 
Um, I've, I've interacted with you, with you a bit on Twitter and I hit you up the second your article came out. I said, we got a great thing to talk about. So we'll talk about that and uh, also other fantasy stuff, of course. Um, I know you've talked about it on other shows. What's, uh, why don't you give the listeners a quick background on just your fantasy baseball, your base, whatever, your baseball kind of history. What, what got you here? Sure. No, um, I, I've said this, but the, being Venezuelan, I mean, baseball is just par, part of your life, a huge part of your life. Mm-hmm. Everyone, no matter where do you live in Venezuela or your age, you have to root for your team and and be just up to date of everything that's happening on a on a baseball field. So that's that's like my my main background, to be honest. And uh, my father is a crazy baseball fan, and oh, I mean I, that's like what happens with a lot of people, you know. Um, so and uh, I've always been a, a really suffered. Uh, Oakland Athletics fan. I don't know why, but yes, uh, <laughs> I am. And and uh, it, that being being from the I, I don't know since I'm a, I'm an old dude, so I've I've been following the A's since I don't eighty six, eighty seven, the Gibson World Series. Uh, yep. I had the unpleasure to listen to that live. So <laughs> when, when the Dodgers beat, beat the Aces, uh, so being an, an Oakland fan, you, I had to get into you know the analytics part of it really early on, and I it's something that I always loved uh, uh, from the game. I, I'm an engineer, so numbers are is my thing. So I I, I like to talk about it um, but i actually only started putting my stuff uh, out for the public last year so mm-hmm. i'm an old new guy if you want to to look at it that way yeah i, I love it though yeah there's nothing wrong with that there's no better time than the present to start going at it and having some fun and using your knowledge and sure. seeing what you can learn because i think part of the fun is like i hate writing but i always try to challenge myself each year i'm gonna write more i'm gonna write more because in writing it is the process teaches me so much about things that I, I didn't do. Um, I obviously, I'm not anywhere near your level of looking at the stats and making metrics and that stuff. I joke about, I make caveman analytics. Like I just look at things and I figure it out. And then I trust people like yourself and many other brilliant minds to, to, to make it easier for me to understand. And then I'll play with it type stuff. So um, I, I enjoy Don't I undersell enjoy yourself, man. You're, you're, you're awesome. So I, I appreciate it. But uh, I, I love that uh, your, your story about, uh, you know, being in Venezuela, loving baseball, because I, I personally, I'm a fan that I love baseball first fans. Like I, I've been asked the question on, I don't know if it's SB yeah. streamer show or someone else that if, if I had to pick one, be a baseball fan or a fantasy baseball player, what would you do? I'd, I'd be a baseball fan like any oh, day totally. of the week. Yeah. Totally. Because I, I can live and breathe. And you know, you're, you're probably just like me. If it doesn't matter what game's on TV, if it's the only game, I'm probably gonna sit and watch it. So that that's fine. Sure. Um, it, It's a great thing. So I, I, I get really into the the Latin and Southern South American baseball, just the passion that the fans bring. And uh, even the players, like I'm a fan of the bat flip. I'm a fan of like, let's let the guys have fun. Like it's crazy. So I, there's a lot, a large part of me that's jealous that that's like the baseball you knew first, not this kind of, you know, Americanized business model. <laughs> like, so that that's pretty cool that you came this way. And then you, you pick the A's, which, hey, I get it. Before the Giants finally started winning, I thought we'd never win either. So I, I'm good with all that as well. Um, the A's are going to get there someday. I, I oh, get frustrated man. because I have friends that are A's fans, and it's like, 
they're so close. It's like make one or two more moves and you could do something, but they don't want to spend money. Yeah. And it's, it's tough. It's tough. I'm with you. I feel your pain. Let's put it that way. Oh, thank um, you, man. It like I'm a Dolphins tough. fan for football. So I, I get what you're saying. They'll oh, never okay. win either. They'll never will. <laughs> they'll, they'll never win. But um, let's talk about some recent news and then we'll get into your awesome recent article you uh, put together. And we'll talk some hot starts and see where the evening takes us. But we're going to start with probably the biggest news that we're still waiting for a sure answer for, but we can make our speculations for sure. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, dislocated shoulder, basically. That's the easiest way to say it's much deeper than that uh, if you want to get medically uh, induced by it. But I remember watching it live when I was recording with Toby on Monday, and it made me squeamish every time they showed a replay because it just it was bad. Yeah, and so you knew it wasn't good. The fact that the GM, AJ Preller, is trying to say, Oh yeah, it's a uh, he'll be back in like ten days. Yeah, no, he's probably gonna have surgery if he wants to do it right. If you're a Carlos or a uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. owner, what are you doing right now? Like, if you have an IL, you put him on the IL, obviously. But say, say you're in an MPC league and you don't have an IL, are you dropping yeah. them? Or are you like, what uh, level of panic are we yeah. at right now? <laughs> so, so I'm I'm pretty bad. I I, I did my first Ras Lamb this year and I got mm-hmm. Tatis, and I'm pretty, you know. I cannot do anything about it there. No, um, yeah. pretty pretty much. Uh, it's the best ball thing, so uh, I'm I'm done there. Uh, and I but and I actually don't have a lot of uh, shares of him uh, around, but um, I wouldn't. Uh, you know, drop in. I, I would have to be, you know, really, really coerced to 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 drop in uh, because there is a lot of uncertainty and mm-hmm. and. Uh, it looked so ugly that everybody. I think everyone thought when we saw that that he was done for the year. Well, yeah. I did, to be honest. So did I. I was yeah. with you. I'm like surgery, call good. Yeah, yeah. Let's let it. It's just 2022 for him. <laughs> um, but uh, and I don't know what to think about the the Padres because their recent track records regarding injuries is not that great. Uh, you know, Clevinger. <laughs> uh, um, that situation within there is lament also uh, and mm-hmm. i mean i i love the, the the organization they've they've put a really fun uh club there but um I, i'm i'm not sure if they're sometimes over op- optimistic and yeah. uh with injuries and this kind of injuries it's like when someone goes to visit dr andrews and we know that that means tommy john you know <laughs> so yeah, so so uh, I I uh, I wouldn't be as optimistic, but I wouldn't drop in. There are not really that many options to yeah. to add, <laughs> and, uh, because everybody has already the, the you know the elite short stops uh, at at this point and uh, time. So I, I would it, it's a hold and see situation for me. Yeah, it's definitely hold and see for now, but just. I'm waiting for the surgery out four months and we just go, oh, yeah, that was cool. But um, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, looks like Kim's going to be playing shortstop for a while, which is good because there's kind of questions. Where is she going to play? You know, he came over from uh, from over from the KBO. Where is he going to play? Looks like he's got a spot now. He, he's looked kind of overwhelmed at times early on here. But maybe he was every today day- very overwhelmed by Gossman. Did, did you see yeah. a little bit yeah. of that? Yeah. Well, yeah. Gossman was really pretty – Nasty He's been good me. in two starts. I've been wrong on Gosman so far. I will fully admit that. Like I, I'm right on. I'm right on the pitch mix. He's he has gone away from the full time splitter thing, which scared me yeah. to begin with. 
but the velocity is still there and it's being effective right now. So that's yeah, I, I, good I'm for I'm a now. cheerleader for, for, for the dude. <laughs> I, I hope he does well. Trust me. I got, that's why I kept saying every every time I, I was kind of hesitant on him, I said, as a Giants fan, I hope I'm wrong on this one. Like, let's be wrong here. But um, Kim Kim's going to be an interesting play. He's probably available in certain leagues. I'm still not running to go at him. Like you said, there's not a lot of great options. Um, yeah. I guess the last scenario I would ask on Tatis, because I've seen this mentioned in certain spectrums, Say you're in a league with trades. How would you go about? Because you can't trade them for you know a dollar for a dollar. That's obvious. Like, what yeah. discount are you willing to take just to trade him and get something else? Oh my, that's a tough one. Uh, it would depend how, how many months of yeah. someone else I, 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 I'm I'm going to get and provide, right? Because yeah. that there's where the trade value is going to be. So wow, I, I mean, you are not gonna get the top short stuff for yeah. him and uh I, I wouldn't look for that option to be honest because yeah. it 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 would not satisfy anyone okay. <laughs> i i think so I, I and and i think i would just fly with the waiver wire for a while and see because I could probably get lucky and trade him and get something around, and the, then the other manager will have to handle his probably surgery later mm. on. But who could I get? Um, yeah, that's the question. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I would fly on the with the waiver wire a, a little bit. Yeah, no, that, that's I think that's the best line of attack. And uh, I'm just going to say real quick, we don't have to discuss this, but. While you were talking, they were showing a highlight from the Rockies-Diamondbacks game that's going on right now. And Ketel Marte was running out of ground ball and started coming up limp and fell to the ground. So oh, that is God. not good. So we're not. I don't know what it is. Just keep an eye on that. Hopefully it's minor because that's going to sting. Um, yeah, it just keeps getting better. The hits keep coming. Um, Cody yeah. Bellinger. Cody Bellinger's missed the last couple of games. He got slid into. He basically got cleated, the old term. He got cleated. Um, yeah. Sliding into home plate. It was totally innocent. The pitcher was not trying to hurt him for what everybody wants to try to angles they want to use there. But uh, he's missed a couple games. And there's kind of talk that maybe he goes on the IL. Maybe he doesn't. Um, yeah. Obviously you're not dropping Cody Bellinger. I get that. But um, are you say, say for instance, we have to set our lineups for the weekend um, and it's still kind of this up in the air situation. Are you going to bench Cody Bellinger? Or are you going to play Cody Bellinger? Um, I'd bench him. Yeah. That's to be honest. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'd give him because and this is so so bad because we we I, I'm expecting a big season from from Cody Bellinger because he he, he had this uh, lane 2020 for him you know yeah. we have to put everything in 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 context True. and and uh, that's the, it's like the same situation with uh, Chris Bryant you know they had this tw bad 2020s but injuries were were a major part of mm -hmm. the reason they were not as usual the, the 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 usual good they are um and, and now these uh i think it's a calf uh injury right something yep. like that yep so those are nagging injuries and they tend to linger uh pretty much but so i, I and i i hope that the dodgers just give him enough rest i, I mean they don't need him right now dodgers are st stupid uh yep. you know death the, the all the the guys they have uh, they they and it's just beginning. I, I just hope that Roberts give him, if he needs a week. I, I mean, he should. They should give it to him. Let it. Let him go through it and and get a full recover guy uh, later on. 
Yeah, they should just put him on the IL personally because, like, like yeah. you said, they have that they have all that depth. It's crazy. Um, even without putting guys on the IL, they've if you look up just their lineups, pretty much every day, it's a different lineup because letting guys rest. Like today, mm-hmm. Mookie Betts hits a home run in the ninth on Tuesday, and he's out Wednesday with a sore back. It's like these guys are just they're rotating yeah. out and so much because they have so many depth pieces, like you mentioned. Just put them on the IL, call a kid up for a week. See what happens because what's totally. what's it going to hurt? What's it going to hurt? It's uh, it's silly, but I just yeah. wanted to bring that up because it's been a, a kind of an interesting talking point. Um, a sad one on Tuesday night. James Paxton, a guy like we all want to root yeah. for because when he's healthy, the talent levels through the roof. He made it an inning and a third before getting yanked, and he already had the start pushed back before this. It's not looking good. Um, it's an elbow discomfort, is what they're calling it so far, which never usually ends in a well situation. Uh-huh. And uh, that's they're already, scary. Yeah. that's very scary. They've already put Nick Marjavicious in the rotation. There's discussions of maybe bringing the youngster Gilbert up. Um, how are you dealing with that James Paxton situation? I mean, it, that, that's, I, I was interacting with uh, some guys yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. And, and I was, because I, uh, I, I wasn't aware of exactly what happened. And, uh, Someone said, I think it was Max Greenfield who said, no, it was a sore arm, forearm, I think, the yeah. first, that was the first situation, but now it's an elbow. So that that road usually leads to a Tommy Young surgery. Yeah. And, uh, man, this guy can get the break. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, with all the talent and all the the he goes now to the Mariners and, and uh, he it, it looked like he was – finding a place and and uh, now this i mean it's pretty unfortunate and 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 the bad thing is that's another wait and see situation you know you you can't do anything else one silver lining is that if we get to see gilbert that's that's pretty cool because that that kid is it's he's good and he could get you know some experience but that's not the way you want it to to see it going, you know, just you cannot replace Paxton from at least not the Mariners. They, they, uh, unless they get, uh, I don't know. No, they, they cannot yeah. do it right now. Yeah. Um, it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Like I said, Marge Vicious is in there. Um, I am curious about Gilbert. I've heard people have already been trying to pick him up last week. We'll see how he goes this week in fab. Um, yeah. we know the talents there, just what do the Mariners want to do? The other interesting part of it is they were going with a six-man rotation. So do they try to keep the six-man? Do they go to five? How's that going to work? It's going to be a lot to watch because it's going to be very, very interesting there. Um, You mentioned the Padres' injury history. Not saying Trevor Rosenthal was the Padres' fault, but, you know, the last good thing we saw was (laughs) Trevor Rosenthal with the Padres, and now all of a sudden he's injured with the A's. And right now he's weighing – the reports are he's weighing surgery. That would put him out three to four months. And I thought it was – it's not thoracic outlet, but similar to thoracic outlet because that would be way more than three to four months. Um, so he's pretty much for me. I'm just chalking it up. He's probably out for the season. It's going to be tough. We have Deekman, we have Romo, we have Wendelkin. If you had to I like take like yeah. Wendelkin, okay, so that's where you're yeah. you're kind of leaning. I okay, that before the season started, he was kind of the favorite. It seemed like yeah, and I think he's like the. The guy, the guy that has the the best package of 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 all them all, uh, he's really underrated. To be honest, I, I know he's liked by a lot of the people's in the industry, and and he, but uh, it it looks like the A's are the ones that underrate him because they are not giving him the chance to close. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love Sergio Romo, but come on, 
I, I mean, I think Rojo, yeah. Romo is I past his time, you know. <laughs> yep. I, I, I love the, the guy. He's He's been yep. uh, a great uh, uh, baseball player for a while. But, um, I mean, if you have these other options, yeah. I think it's time to, to get – even Dickman. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be mad if, if – if they give them, and I'm talking like a, a fan right now, you know, yeah, uh, I'm with you from the A's. Um, but uh, I would love to see Wendell King closing in, in Oakland. I love it too. I, I could see, see, I think he is the better closer. What I could see the A's doing is doing like if there's lefties coming up one inning, it's Deakman. If it's righties, it's Wendelkin. Yeah. So, in the grand scheme of things, it probably favors Wendelkin overall. But I think there'll be certain nights where all of a sudden the seventh inning here comes uh, Wendelkin to kind of get out of a big deal. And here's a great question here. The doctor's in the house, Mr. Carter. He asks, what about A.J. Puck? Because he just got called up. Amazing guys. He's one of, I don't know, my favorite people in the world. (laughs) The doc. Uh, Puck. Puck is always, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the question mark, uh, mm-hmm. um, he haven't done that bad. I saw, I think you pitched I, yesterday. I, I want to say on Tuesday, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I, I, I didn't check. Yeah. I don't know the box, like how he did, but I think he did good. I, I know that sounds bad, but yeah, I remember he came in for like an inning or two, I think. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. And he has three. Innings and he haven't received a, an an air run. Yeah, he, he's starting with the right foot, and if he can, you know, increase his workload in a good fashion for him, because we are, I'm so scared about his uh, getting hurt again. Mm-hmm. He he's his track record in that direction. I, I, I've been talking with some other A's fans. Believe me, there are a few of us yeah. still around. There's a there's a lot of you guys. People don't understand it. It's a it's an army. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it's a silent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and they are crazy about seeing Pac get getting more pitching time. I'm I'm not that enthusiastic because I would I I think I'd rather see him getting a. a Slow increasing his workload. Don't push it right away. Uh, it's not that the, we have the greatest rotation in the world. I, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure we could get, we could, um, we need some help, and Puck would be great. But uh, I'd rather see him develop and, and in terms of not pushing his to any injury, especially coming up from this weird 2020 season. I, 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 I mean, he didn't have that much um, innings and, and though, but um, he, I, I would rather see him getting better innings later in the year than pushing him from the get-go. Yeah, I like that. I think it's a good call by the doctor bringing Puck up because um, he did get called up recently. He mentioned three innings. I, I was preaching during way early in draft season because I was concerned about his workload too. Like the, the talent is so good. They keep yeah. rushing him back. He keeps getting hurt. It's like, I said, make him your Josh hater for the year. Like let him come in for an inning or two late in the games. Let him, let him get those innings under his belt. Let him throw 75 innings this year or something and then develop yeah. him into more next year. It's either that or you use an opener with him. but I'd rather use that talent in the back end of the bullpen. Personally, we'll see. Maybe these injuries are going to force the A's hand. I don't know. I do think he's worth yeah. a, a fab pickup or bid this week to see what you can do. Because if he ever does get an established role, it's going to get very expensive to get A.J. Puck. So if you can try to get him sure. now, I do like that idea. 
Another guy that might be coming back from injury pretty soon is Zach Gallon because you know the freak injury, fractured uh, forearm when he was swinging a bat. The reports were anywhere from like a month to three and a half to four months. We didn't know there was no set timetable. It was really all over the board. But he's through. He's through a second bullpen session. Through sixty pitches, feels fine. Gonna throw another one, I think, next week, early next week. And if that goes well, he could be back by the end of April. That's a That's win amazing. for people that took a chance on him. Um, how excited are you? Are you interested in a gallon? Are you still kind of hesitant because the injury is the injury? Let's see some more. Uh, well, th- this is a, a two-part thing for me. I would love him to start pitching right away as soon as possible because the, he's a really good pitcher. But for his ADP, I wasn't overly yeah. excited about him. So um, I, I, actually, I, I, I didn't get any shares anywhere from Zach mm-hmm. Gallon because I, very personally, I, I think he, I could get better, cheaper options a little bit later with with kind of the same mm-hmm. return so but um if he gets healthy well he he will have the chance to get to prove me wrong and, and i'm all for it <laughs> i mean yeah. I, I hate i hate when i might be right on something because of a, an injury that's not the way i i want things to i i, I want to be proved wrong you know in, in equal mm-hmm. chances so i would yeah. love to he's he's a really Good pitcher. I just think that for his ADP, he, we you could get some better value. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 with you. Like going into 2020, I was all about him. He was going around pick 150 to 160. I was like, sweet, be my SP four, three, yeah. whatever. I'm in on that. But yeah, you had to pick him like 35 to 45 or 50. So he's your SP one or two, and that's not what I picture that gallon being, at least not yet. So I'm 100 with you on that respect. It was tough. Yeah. To, I, I don't think I have any shares this year, and I had a ton last year. It was just – it was. it's all about a price point, and that's just the way things go in drafts, unfortunately. And I'm with you there. I am curious to see how he comes back because watching Bumgarner get lit up and everybody else in that rotation, they could definitely use him out there. So oh, we'll see how Arizona handles that. Um, another one to uh, – I, I, I typed it in wrong. Eduardo Rodriguez is returning Thursday to pitch for the Boston Red Sox after a bullpen session earlier in the week. And I even read a, a point today on um, from uh, from the manager Cora said there's no limitations, which kind of surprised me a little bit. But uh, he's coming back. Tanner Hoke is going back to the alt site, but I expect him back soon. What's your expectations for Erod? This is a guy I love rostering year after year. He's a bulldog. He's going to give you innings, but we also have to be realistic. He's been hurting out for a year. Yeah. Uh, and you you mentioned it perfectly. He he's an innings eater. You know he he can throw the ball constantly when healthy, and and uh, that's something that this year is pretty valuable. You know volume. It's something that uh, you it, it won't get easier for anyone to get volume from every your pitchers, especially the way that the teams are handling the situation after twenty twenty. Uh, Irod is a pretty talented uh, pitcher, and God knows that Boston desperately need, needs mm-hmm. uh, a good starter pitcher. Iovaldi cannot do it all by himself, uh, and and uh, as much as he, he will have this question mark too about this coming back from um, I, I think remember his myocarditis or something, yeah. right? It was a yeah, it was heart uh, condition due from COVID, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and that sounds, but 
as you said, it's surprising that he will not have any limitations. It's positively surprising. So, yeah. uh, I'm. I wouldn't try to get to fab him, to be honest, because um, there might be uh, some other options that would be on the safer side, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, I, I wish he can prove me prove me wrong. He's Venezuelan too, so I yeah. I, I, I want to root for him. Yep. I, I love you, Rod. I love his passion. I love his attitude. Yeah. I'm rooting for him big time. I'm hoping he comes and gets it done because he's so much fun out there. You can see he gets fired up, and I, I, I just yeah. love baseball like that. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually really looking forward to that Thursday start. It's going to be a day game in Camden Yards. going to be a fun one, so that should be fun. A couple mm -hmm. closer situations because why not? They change every single day, it <laughs> seems like. It's like literally by the time I, I release this podcast, what we talk about right now might be completely different. Um, <laughs> Jesse Hahn, well, let's just let's go farther back. In, before, in draft season, everyone's drafting Greg Holland, thinking he's the closer in Kansas City. Closer mm -hmm. to the end of draft season, Wade Davis started to get a little buzz. Wade Davis gets an early save. So Wade Davis gets picked up in fab everywhere this weekend. Now Jesse Hahn gets a save. It's like a revolving door. If you yeah. had to, if you had to pick someone in Kansas City, who do you pick? <laughs> oh man, uh, it's it, that's as you said. Uh, picking closers these years is you know Russian, Russian roulette. It's it's so yeah. crazy. But you know who, who a guy that I really like in that bullpen is it's Scott Barlow. He's the best, know? probably. He's probably the best option. Yeah, yeah, and I I understand he he might be a good option for high leverage situations in earlier innings, you know, seventh, eighth, you know, gruesome stuff there. But, uh, I mean, I don't see any other reliable option yeah. uh, besides him. Uh, Barlow, I think he's really underestimated. He has a lot of uh, qualities that make him, uh, I, that could make him a really good closer. He, He's been, you know, a little bit high on 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 the walks sometimes, but uh, he has the talent and on the stuff to to make it and to be an elite closer if they could if they would decide to use him like like that. So I I, I would put my chips on him if if it would depend on me. No, I like the Barlow call because. Even last year's numbers, he was probably their best reliever. Just didn't get the, the, all the save chances. I think a lot of it's he's one of the only, a few lefties in that bullpen, so it kind of limits him there. But I'm 100% with you. It, 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 by the end of the season, I wouldn't be shocked if he had the most saves. Um, I think he oh, should. Yeah. I'm just – man, they just keep moving these people around. It's crazy. But I, I would love to see Barlow get that. I, I'm with you there. In saves holds leagues, I have Barlow everywhere because I think he's the, the best guy, like you yeah. said. So big I fan think there. He, deserves a, he could be a really good speculative pick. Uh, yeah. pick. That's a great point. And that's something that uh, Toby and I talked a lot about on Monday with all the closers getting taken in fab, like everyone's spending money. It's if you, if you're kind of nervous to spend that money, go the speculative route. Like for everyone that's spending on yeah. Wade Davis, go get Barlow for like two bucks. Like he went and got Wendelkin everywhere where everyone went and bought Deekman and stuff for this, like just for the same reason, yeah. because in the grand scheme of things, these situations that we thought changed over the weekend, they're going to be committees all year. Like I don't see one guy taking over most of them. Let's put it that way, most of them. So it's a great point you make. Go make, go take some speculative bids, see what happens. Worst comes to worst, you drop them and it only costs you a couple dollars. It's fine. Um, the last one we'll talk about, another guy that got picked up a ton this past weekend, Chris Davinsky blows the save on Tuesday, um, and he's now he's on the personal IL, not COVID-related IL. That's the most we know as of Tuesday night. So I, they're supposed to talk to the media after the game. 
We'll see. Um, Akeem Soria goes to the IL. Ginkle's there. Peacock got called up. They like him a lot. If you had to go into this weekend, who are you trying to to add for future saves? I wouldn't try to get anyone. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good from point. That, from that team. I mean, it, it was already a, a bad situation. Yep. <laughs> so... I think it would be you would make things worse trying to speculate there. I would wait for the fog to clear and and, and then do a, a move. Maybe I'm being over, you know, cautious there, but I, I just wouldn't. I I, I don't think that, uh, there will be any re- good return from trying to speculate there. That's, I'm with that's you. my thought. It's tough. Yeah, <laughs> I I think I'd rather take a chance on Scott Barlow or AJ Puck or someone than try to. Go and uh, figure out the Arizona. If you're going to bid on Arizona, do the keep them honest and like don't bid a ton. Just be like, hey, I'll put a couple dollars out there. If no one else thinks it's worth a shot, well, I'll grab them for a couple bucks and see what happens. But don't break the exactly. bank. Don't break the exactly. bank. It's not worth it. Because um, in the grand scheme, they might not win a lot of games to begin with. Um, let's talk exactly. about your. Let's talk about your recent article. I love these articles. Pitcher List has tons of them all the time. I've had uh, Richards on a ton talking about all, a lot of his hitting metrics he's come out with. I've had Mike Ajetto on here talking about stuff. I've had I, I love the pitch list people. They're awesome. And there's really nothing to complain about them. But when you came out of this article, I was just like, this is great. I guess it's cool because what I like about, you know, as we've seen metrics come out, you know, it's this kind of incorporating these couple of things and these couple of things. But as we keep developing them, it's more and more things. So you can start kind of getting rid of a few things or kind of using them a little sparingly, which I like. You came out with S. Is it, do I say SPEX or is it SPEX? SPEX is fine. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure. I don't want to. I don't want to mispronounce <laughs> this, this thing that you spent a lot of time uh, working on here. Um, so SPEX, and it combines a lot of metrics. So I'll let you have the yeah. floor. Like, what um, what made you want to dig in on this more? What kind of brought you sure. to this and all that kind of good stuff? Sure, sure. Um, actually, it's. It's a matter of simplifying stuff. Um, I love simple stats uh, for pitching. And I know we have all this huge and great amount of information every day. Uh, Statcast is a bless. I I mean, and every Brooks Baseball and Fangraphs, they have so many things that uh, I can't complain. The more, the better for me uh, from a personal point of view. But I know this can be overwhelming. It, sometimes it, it's hard to focus on one thing and, and maybe you're focusing on, on something and you lose perspective on something else that could matter also. So that that's tough. That's, that's a, a, a tough point to do a- analysis. So what I tried to do is I went to the basics. What, what are the um, simpler but better stats that we usually use to forecast pitching and it's it's all about at the beginning with strikes and balls. It's it's uh, what's the potential of uh, for a pitcher to strike out guys and how does he manage to um, avoid giving walks? That's like the first thing, right? So if you want or, or a traditional and, and very useful way to to use that is K may, minus walk percentage percentage, right? That's like uh, the stepping uh, stone that we usually use because it works. It, it's simple as that. Usually guys that do well in this stat, they tend to perform well. 
So I've been, we've been using, everybody has been using this for a while. I used to use before K, K is minus BB's uh, divided by N speech. Then I went to K percentage mi minus BB percentage, but it's more or less the same thing, right? And the other thing that I've liked to use uh, for, for a while, it's been ERA estimators like Sierra. Uh, I believe that it's a great way to try to put uh, things that the pitcher cannot control apart and see what's his overall contribution to his own cost. So... Uh, I used to use that, and Sierra works. It it in if you apply it in in a good uh, context, right? It's all about mm -hmm. context uh, by the end. Yeah. So I I went digging about three, four, five stats and tried to see how do they correlate it with future performance. And I I I don't want to get too mathy with it, but it's just what was the. Uh, the way that this is that could pre predict as much as possible future performance. So I started digging around and I had previous versions of, of these uh, stats. And then uh, when I started working with the, with the guys at picture list, I, they have an amazing data team, which it's incredible the, what these guys are doing. And, um, this great dude, Jeff Nicholas, had some good ideas. We, he ran some tests. So we end, end up using five stats, five, five uh, main stats. K minus BB percentage, PCRA, which I, I will explain a little bit later on, uh, CSW, which is like, you know, the, the one of the... One of the best Greatest. stats out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing, and it's homegrown over there in yep. the picture list, of course. And zone percentage and O swing percentage. And uh, the thing about this is that I try to get some stats that will give you an idea of how does the pitcher dominates by power. That's the way I like to call it. That that that, that means striking out, striking out people. Basically, and that's that comes from C A C S W and K mi minus B B percentage, but I also combine them with the common and control stats or discipline stats, which are are zone percentage and O swing percentage. You know how many, how able, how capable the pitcher is to put the ball in the zone, and how can he make the guys chase the ball out of the zone and get, getting swings out of it? Because if we only focus on one kind of stats, we will, we will overlook what the, the some pitchers that dominate in a different way, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's something that happens pretty often when we are ranking and, and we're focusing only on something. Because it's it, uh, at the end, it, it might be a subjective process. You try to to focus on some stuff, but then you decide, okay, I will use this for this kind of pictures and I will do this, but it, it, it that will give you a biased perception of what you're doing. So I combined them and we all, we used a PCRA, which is another ERA estim estimator. And I, I, I really recommend reading Connor Carter's work. He's, he's, uh, 
amazing guy at six man rotation. Mm-hmm. He's a brilliant in mind. He's he's the one that came with uh, DHH percentage, dynamic hard hitting percentage, which I think it's a lot better than hard hit percentage by itself. And I would recommend anyone uh, looking into it because it's really powerful. But he also has this P, this um, PCRA ERA estimator, which is the better ERA estimator, and it's uh, tested and tested, and it, it, it you cannot find at this moment, uh, at least for the public. I guess teams they can they might be using Good some point. stuff that Good point. <laughs> yeah, we are not aware. Of, so I won't be that that you know crazy to think that's not happening, but. Available for the for the us for the public, I think it's one of the better, and that's what it. it I use it like a balance of in mm-hmm. inside the the stat. So Jeff ran a not a lot of testing to see w- how should we combine them, and we came up with this formula, which is in the in the in the article, and we get a number from one to one hundred, and the idea is to rank pitchers according to that number. And um, it's something that we can apply every season. So you can compare from one season to another. And, and the idea is to make it as simple, as useful as possible, you know. So you can you can use it now and compare with what the pitcher did last year and things like that. So you can see progress or, or, or not in, in, in that regard. And it, that's pretty, pretty much, you know, what we've been doing the past past six months around around that it's it's just amazing to me how you guys because these metrics you mentioned um you know csw i had alex on when he came out with this a couple years ago now and we were just blown away it's like it sounds bad when i say it but when you listen to the conversation it makes sense it's such an easy stat to kind of once he lays it all out there like oh wait that makes sense like look at this and this divide like that's a great estimate. Yeah. Like, yes, that that makes sense. Why did we? That's like him and Nick joke about it. Like, why did we never do this before? Like, it seems so simple, <laughs> and um, and it's it's amazing. And now it's, you know you got the leaderboard and it's on Savant now and it's it's everywhere you go. I know we reference Brand it graphs. all the yeah. It's it's awesome yeah. and it's such a great tool. Like you mentioned, because that's uh, for a guy like me the, that likes the simple stats that wants it kind of broken down. It's pretty simple. This guy either gets a called strike or a swinging strike this often. That's usually pretty good when it's a certain yes. number. That's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, so that's a great one. The K to walks a good comparison like to use together, make a ton of sense. And the K to walks like one of the, you know, the ancients. That's like that's the go to. We're going to this. Yeah. So well, uh, you're bringing those together. That's 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 good to kind of show that I, I was taking notes while you were talking here. So it was the, that was the strikeouts part of it. But then I like how you use it's, the, it's the, K yeah. K minus K minus walks percentage. Yes. Yes, yes. With, with with CSW. So I, I like that. Yeah, percentage. Good point. Um, I, I like that quite a bit. And then you get to the discipline. And I, I love this because you don't – people either like they use swings, like swing percentage or O swing. They don't factor in the zone as well when they're doing both, it seems like. So you, you're, yeah. you're giving them benefit for finding the zone, but also when they go out of the zone, how much yeah. do they give them to chase, basically? So yeah. uh, uh, that's a great point as well. And then obviously Connor's works ridiculous. I've had him on the show once before, and I need to do it again. But I'm I'm like intimidated to have him on because this guy's like a genius. And you sit there and you just listen to him explain things, and I'm like, where'd you even start with that? Like, that's <laughs> just it's yeah, crazy. It's cool. But his metrics, like you said, they've been tested and tested and tested. And his dynamic art hit rate is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And this P- PCRA, obviously, it's 
pretty darn perfect, like you said. It's pretty much the the best of the best. Um, let's bring it back to the front real quick. So you're using like a lot of these metrics you compared to Sierra, obviously. And um, that's been kind of one of the, you know, there's the FIPS, the XFIPS, the Sierras, XCRAs. Sierra is kind of the go-to of the closest to what we can actually use situation to be predictable. So you're making this SPEX um, metric. How effective is it looking compared to these other metrics that are out there right now? So uh, what I wanted is that it would it has to be better than the component parts by itself. That was the goal. Okay. You know, I wasn't. We were not looking to compare it with anything else. No, we would just wanted to make it, uh, you know, more powerful than just using the single stats by by themselves. That makes sense. And and it, and it is and it is. It's a small percentage better. But it, but it is, you know, and um, while while we were doing the article and we were discussing, well, how how good does it has to be to be better? You know, one percentage better, two percentage yeah. better, any any percentage. And we came to a conclusion that it doesn't matter how little it is. The thing is that it encompasses a lot of stuff that the single stats do not. For example, Marco Gonzalez. Marco Gonzalez was is, is, is a really great pitcher in terms of because he's a control freak. Uh, he's mm-hmm. he's really good. If you only use the power stats that I like to call, you won't get Marco Gonzalez anywhere in in, in your rankings. And he's a very useful pitcher, even mm-hmm. if he has he's had not the best starts this year. But if you can. Overlook Marco Gonzalez if if you only use just a couple of stats. But if you when you look at this, I hate the term, but it's like holistic. Uh, you know that uh, you won't overlook the Marco Gonzalez's of the game, and and that's that that was the big um, challenge behind behind the specs. Um, for example. Uh, Kevin Gossman. Kevin mm-hmm. Gossman is like the poster boy for expects. Uh, and he was the reason that I started digging deeper in with the previous versions of specs. Because last year, uh, I drafted Kevin Gossman everywhere and the return was amazing. I mm-hmm. got him for free almost everywhere. And he had a really good uh, season comparing with it with the price that 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 he was uh available right and it was all because uh, i uh, this uh version of spec told me that we were overlooking uh Kevin Gossman so that's like the main idea let's not uh overlook some pictures that other way they would be unnoticed and and that's what you know kickstart everything around it I like it. I like it. Um, you have a chart in here, 2018 versus 2019. Um, did we just uh, question because 2020 was so short? Did we just want to go with the two yeah. full seasons? I'm doing. Yeah, I I, okay. I would recommend uh, using 19 and 20 together. together okay, gotcha. Because gotcha. it's it's uh, it, it, I think it will yield better results. And also, mm, the we haven't done. 
in-season testing to see how soon does it, it stabilizes. So Perfect. we wanted to be, you know, as responsible as possible with that. Uh, and uh, it, the more innings for the moment, the better. So uh, it, it, it's wiser to use 19 and 20 together. No, that makes That's a lot something of sense. We're, we're working on and we should have some, uh, an, you know, an update, I hope soon, <laughs> regarding the use in-season. That'd be cool. That'd be really fun because that's one of the discussions we have a lot as analysts and even as fantasy players in general. It's all these cool tools we have, like even just look at Savant's basics, the barrels, the hard hits, for all these different metrics. When is it applicable? That's always like the question, what's the proper sample size? Like obviously hitters have more at bats, so you'd think it kind of goes quicker, but pitchers, you pitch every fifth day. Maybe you throw five to six innings. Like what's the number that you go, okay, this is real. Like that's that's the challenge, and that that'd be fun to know when it is because then when you're in season, you can kind of go maybe you find your in season Kevin Gossman all of a sudden he's like okay this guy stands out a lot more than he should type thing so what what do we have here so that 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 is quite intriguing I'm looking forward to that um, I, I'd imagine it's, I know the answer tricky. to this yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of back testing I imagine um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I could guess the answer to this but I'll, I'll ask anyways. When you guys really fine-tune this thing, which it's pretty darn awesome already, do you imagine it's going to have its own leaderboard on the site, kind of like CSW and other stuff does? Oh, man, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I hope so. And uh, But, it, it, I mean, everything has it, its organic way of going mm-hmm. around. Uh, True. People people has to use it and, and, and has to believe in, in it, and it has to prove itself. And uh, I'm doing my part trying to put it out together. I, I'm mm-hmm. keeping this leaderboard. I think I, I, I can put together a, a better dashboard uh, for the moment by myself. And um, I, I love to share it. And for example, this year, uh, I if Nathan Ubaldi and Kevin Gosman keep doing the stuff they are doing for the moment, it will be a good way of practically uh testing specs for example things like that so I, I, there's one guy that uh, i was i'm hoping for better results like andrew heaney <laughs> mm-hmm. and he was blowed up in the, in his first uh in his first start of course chicago is a leftist killing machine machine yeah. so i won't i won't uh, you know, i i don't want to say that that was the reason so Good thing it's a long season, in, and <laughs> if it's healthy, he will have the time to prove himself. Uh, for example, and the specs rates very well. Aaron Nola, and it, it would be my my Cy Young candidate. Well, he he with my friend Kirbin Burns, uh, he will yeah. be one and two. They, they should be at the top of the of the Cy Young by the end of the year, according to expect. So let's see. Let's see. Uh, I, I, I'm. I have no problem of giving it enough time to be mature enough to be, you know, widely available. Yeah, and I don't blame you at all because um, there's enough going on these days in the fantasy world that if you throw it out there and it's not fine tuned yet, because honestly, it's like you said, it's a new metric. It's you've tested, you back tested it, but let's see it in current time. And there's probably it's anything that you make there's going to be a hiccup at some point because there's going to be something that you thought you thought of it all. And somehow it's like, okay, I didn't think of that. That's true. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me fix this real quick. Not everybody's very good at just saying, Hey, by the way, can you check on this? <laughs> it's more like, no, it was wrong. But uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So oh, yeah, I, I get definitely. it. It's 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 like it's your baby type thing, and you want to make sure it's ready to go out into the world type deal before you, you just let it go. Totally. Um, I'm looking forward to it though. You mentioned Gossman. You mentioned Eovaldi, guys that we were very talked about guys this year. Big Aaron yeah. Nolan, Corbin Burns fan, obviously. Were there any other guys that like maybe in the Gossman area or farther down where it's like I never would have even thought about them and they stood out to you this year? So, uh, well, I mentioned Andrew Heaney. Yes, you mentioned Heaney. Yeah. Heaney is a – well, well, there was Carlos Carrasco, but unfortunately – Yeah, unfortunately. He got her. He was really well-liked by by Specs. Um, guys like – well, there's Frankie Montes. I mean, okay. he's fairly well uh, regarded there. Um, Scott Barlow, we, that we talked yeah. about him. There we go. Yeah, uh, I hope he can get the saving chances. Let me go right really quick through the list. Um, well, the, Mike Myers from the Angels. Oh, okay. He's, I mean, he could be a really good closer in, in, in mm-hmm. but. Uh, I mean, it's it's a matter of chances, right? But he yep. is also well regarded there. And Tyler Glasnow, you know, uh, okay. and this is uh, a thing that not many people is really, you know, confident because he's a, a two pitch pitcher and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, uh, but I'm regretting not having enough uh, yeah. Tyler Glasnow shares, to be honest. And uh, and he's he was regarded. Uh, Better regarded regarded than, for example, Garrett Cole. Really, and, I'm looking I'm forward saying, to seeing. No, no, I, I'm not. I'm not even critiquing you. I'm just looking forward to seeing this list because I, I believe what you're doing. I saw these other lists; it all makes sense. So I'm, I'm like, yeah. I, I love seeing stuff like that. Um, like I had. Um, um, well, Sacita the difference on, is not yeah. that big. To be honest, to well, be yeah, able, it's the be... fact that they're there. It's a good conversation. It's it, it, yeah. it. Like you said, it makes you at least look into them more and go, okay, what am I missing here? And yeah, I, I and like that's that. What, uh, that's what we need to, you know, yeah. something that l- makes us go a little bit deeper into uh, the, uh, yep. some particular playing that we might be overlooking. That that's that's yep. where you usually um, find these gold nuggets that mm-hmm. maybe someone else is missing. You know, no, no, and that's why I love it. That's why I love these metrics because like you can scroll through and you go, okay, yeah, Degrom's here. Yeah, well, that means your metric works. That's good. Um, like <laughs> we just like we do these things, but then. You mentioned like, well, wait a minute, this guy's over Garrett Cole. Okay, yeah. Cole probably finishes better, but okay, so why? Let's look at it. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. I like that. Yeah. That that's good stuff because if anything, the fact that they are close, but maybe you can get that glass now three rounds later, and exactly. and maybe you're think <laughs> and maybe you're sitting there going, okay, I want to be different. I don't want to go pocket aces. I'm going to go get bats now, and I can get glass now. Who, if my metrics correct, which it seems to be. Proving correct, Glassnow is still pretty darn good. Like this is a, th- that's where it becomes very beneficial, I think. Yeah, and that's why I'm I, I like this kind of stuff. Um, so, that's why this year, for example, I went my SP one was Kerbin Burns, and you could get him yeah. cheaper th- than a lot of other guys, and mm-hmm. you can concentrate on hitters early on and get you know your big guns in, in there earlier and save uh, your later picks for for pitchers that will give you you know good return. Yeah, I got about it. I I love that. I love it. So you're going to test it out this year. 
um, you're going to release it to the public eventually, like you said. I'm very, very much looking forward to that, and we're going to have some fun with that. Um, is is the goal? What? what never mind. I want to ask what the goal is. What is the goal for you by the end of this year? Where do you want specs to be? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be that. Honest. I like that. I, yeah. I, I mean, if it works, I, it 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 should be you know something that everyone in the in the community could could use uh, i i mean the more information the better for everyone so oh definitely uh, i'd i'd love to to be all, all around and uh, maybe the i don't know nick or alex would allow me to have it on on our leaderboards <laughs> in pictures if, if, if not a google sheet works for me that's all i'm saying but um <laughs> nah, i i just think it's great because uh anytime we can do research like i said we can kind of pick things apart like i had aaron set on a couple of weeks i have him on once a year when he does his updates to aces and it's just it's the same idea it's okay why this guy stand out because he uses his different metric there now you have your metric here which your metric uses a lot of the tools i like to use so instead of when i'm breaking down a player on a podcast i start running through 12 different things i can just go hey his specs here and if you've listened enough or you know enough, you know I've already incorporated these five things, and we're good. So yeah. I don't have to like sit there and spew it out every time I talk about every player. So um, I, I like that quite a bit. I, I like that a lot. Hey, and if it's if it, it keeps producing like you said, it'll probably be next to dynamic hard hit rate on the uh, the pitcher leaderboard. Just throwing it out there. Just it's a good chance. So <laughs> yeah, you I never know. know. I think it's already on Alex Chamberlain's leaderboard uh, dynamic hard hit rating. Yes, it is. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, your yeah. so specs could be right next to it on there somewhere. That'd be, let's hope so. Who knows? that'd be fun yeah who knows <laughs> yeah. who knows I, I like i like the humility carlos i like it that's a <laughs> it's a it's a good look for anybody um but we will definitely chat about this again as it continues sure. to develop I, i'm looking forward to that but uh let's get to some some hot starters we'll talk about a couple of these guys we'll wrap up and uh, enjoy the rest of our evening here but there's one that i know you wanted to talk about and i'm very excited you mentioned his name because I was gung-ho as an SP3 for me all all season. People kept telling me, Zach Wheeler can't strike guys out. You're going to have to play with ratios. Philadelphia, I'm like, the dude can pitch, guys. Just just trust me as he can pitch. Just let's see. So you've been doing some research on him. What yeah. is it? Are, are you a believer in this big, you know, 10-strikeout debut that we saw from Zach Wheeler? Sure, sure. Uh, and it's not based only on one start. Uh uh, I went to the spring training numbers, which I know it's easy to dismiss, but there there are things like ratios, uh, especially uh, strikes and and uh, you know walks and things like that. That uh, they tend to uh, work the same way whenever you you look at them. And uh, I did this Twitter thread these days where I saw that. This amazing CSW, for example, that we saw in the first uh, start, it's something that he's been carrying from spring training and also from the late starts in 2020. So it's not something uh, that just came out of the uh, out of the you know the air or something. No, um, he's doing something, and to be honest, I haven't spot what. What was this that he did to to get into that? I hope I find it before because I, I plan to produce something by for the weekend, uh, an article on him. And um, but uh, something clicked in, with with Zach Wheeler. We can see his uh, CSW from the twenty twenty one, including spring training, went up. His K minus BB percentage went up. Um, he he also 
he's producing uh, the, the contact he's receiving from batters. It's weaker or from since the spring training. So I, I firmly believe that uh, Zach Granking, Zach, Zach Granking, sorry, Zach yeah. Wheeler is is for real. Granky is for real too, but in this case, uh, Wheeler. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think that if you had the chance to get him at the price he was going on, you did a hell of a, of, of, uh, you know, you got a really good bargain because he will probably end up SP2 this year. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. I love everything about him. And a lot. And one major thing you mentioned there that I don't think people give him credit for because they always say, well, he pitches in Philadelphia, the hitter's ballpark. He limits contact so well. He's hard contact. And people just don't give him credit for that because he doesn't strike out enough guys, so much balls in play. Like, I get like 20% yeah. of their logic, but they're missing the big picture to me. And that that's how effective he is at what he's doing. So it's kind of like the Framber Valdez thing is uh, people said, well, he gives up too much contact. His ground ball rate and his soft contacts through the roof. So, uh, but I'm also yeah. a believer. I get it. So uh, we'll see. I'm hoping Wheeler continues to deal. I think he's very good. He's going to have a couple of rough starts because that's what he does. Because sure. he does have those games sure. where the contact gets away from him. But he, overall, he pitches a lot of innings good. too. So, yeah. So innings he would. That will that's extra valuable this year mm-hmm. too. So so that has to count. And and just to add a, a, a small thing about it about him, he was not loved by Specs before because uh, he didn't have the the striking uh, ability. Let's call mm-hmm. it that way. Uh, but he didn't go to the bottom of the list because his zone percentage and his O zone percentage was some of the best. Yeah, uh, for for any pitcher in, in the league, so that kept him, you know, middle of the mm-hmm. of the pack. Now that he's striking guys out, striking yeah. out guys, so he he went like I, I did some exercise that he could be up more than twenty positions positions in the in the rank. So it, it, that, that's that's pretty good stuff for, you know, that we might see from Wheeler this year. Yeah, that'd be outstanding. I'd be a big fan of uh, hoping that continues to climb. Let's talk about a fun one here. Popular name, like, you know he's a popular name when you click on the search bar on Fangrass before you type in a letter, he's the top searched <laughs> player. Yeah. And that's Akil Badu. And I've been asked questions about him on previous pods. I, I've been honest. I didn't know who he was before spring training. Couldn't have told you because I'm not a major prospect guy. Um, yeah. when, when you look at his, his, his overall stats – he hasn't played above a ball. He was at the alt site in 2020. His a ball stats were, or his minor stats were okay. Nothing great that that made yeah. you want to like run to go get him. But he is producing to start the year. That's the nicest way I can say it. He is producing very well, and um, he's getting to play every day now. It seems like at least the last couple of days here. What's your? Like, are you buying in on this? Because it, it's hard for me to buy in on a player that really hasn't had a ton of experience. Especially when people yell at me when I say they should play Bobby Witt, but people say he doesn't have experience. So, yeah. um, what's your yeah. thoughts on what's your thoughts on Badu? So I love the kid. I mean, yeah. I love these stories where a kid out of nowhere comes and and you know does these amazing stuff. These are the things that uh, being a baseball fan before a fantasy mm-hmm. baseball fan yep. makes my heart happy. You know, it's a great storyline. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Now. Saying that, I, I I think we're looking at uh, this year's Randy Rose Arena in 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 terms that he came out of nowhere, not exactly yeah. the same the same. And 
I'm not saying that Randy is bad, but they have to prove themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's a long way, a long way to go. I want a, a kill to kill him, to be honest, because yeah. those kind of stories just are the best. And and I, he will have the, the good thing is as as you said, he will have the time be, to prove himself because he's getting the at bats. And w- while he stays hot. He he will be consistently betting, and it's not that the, the, the that lineup it has um, way too much, you know, the people uh, on the road and, and making and blocking him or something. No, but um, the thing is that when it's like the when we talk about, uh, I think the sophomore year, yeah. you start hot. and the, everything is beautiful and and wonderful, but when you get cold because you're gonna get cold i mean this is a, a game of streaks and you will have hot and cold streaks it's that's the moment that we are going to see what a kill that it's made of you know yep. and that's when the inexperienced part get it gets into it and and that's when things you know get into the right perspective mm-hmm. so let the kid play um i'm not drafting him or picking him anywhere but i want to see him, him succeed we're on the same page here because I, I love the story. It's fun to watch him. I love energy like he brings. Everything he does, it's, it's fun. Um, the yeah. Tigers have no reason not to play him right now. Like you said, there's, the at-bat should be there. But I'm a believer, and we're seeing it with Randy right now. These guys, a lot of them, not all, but a lot, they'll come out swinging hot because the, there's no scouting report. They're throwing fastballs to see if they can hit fastballs. They're doing this and that. Once the scouting report comes around, like you were saying, oh, he's got a hole in his swing here. Okay, how do you address the kill? Like that's that that's what separates the like four yeah. A players from the pro players. Like, can you make the adjustments? And we'll see. Like honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't for the fact he hasn't been past high A. Like those that's that's the reason they take the steps sometimes is to kind of learn and make the adjustments throughout a season. Totally. We'll see. But again, the Tigers aren't supposed to expected to win, so maybe they, they just let him get his uh his scars in the bigs. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, it'll be fun though. It'll be very, very fun. The Tigers have been fun so far. They're beating teams, and it's it's entertaining. Um, let's talk to Houston yeah, Astros definitely. real quick. Um, they're an interesting ball club for the fact that you know everyone hated them last year. Some people still do. Um, their offense was just all around bad last year. Just as a team, they just couldn't hit. I for one was like buying back in because they're all very affordable. Not all, but like Bregman's and Altuve's the guys I was interested in were very affordable. And they've come out swinging back. Jordan swinging. Kyle Tucker is ridiculous. Like this whole offense is clicking. Yeah. Are you a believer that these guys are back? Like these are the the AL West contenders we've seen from previous years to watch out for. Sure, sure, totally. I mean, uh, we were discounting, or many people were discounting uh, Houston because, uh, well, all the stuff uh, around them. Uh, but I mean, these these are. Uh, great hitters from this is a loaded lineup. If if you go to the track record, you know, I mean, it's hard to bet against Jose Altuve, for example. Mm-hmm. He he is a professional hitter in, in in terms of I mean, all of them are professional hitters because they get paid. But he is one guy that consist can consistently hit. Jordan Alvarez, I mean, if it weren't because of his knees pro- problems, he mm-hmm. would be at first, second rounder easily. Oh, easily, you know? easily, yeah. So, so there is the the, the Cal Tucker, uh, all all these guys. Carlos Correa is going back to his 
uh, all ways. So, I mean, it's a loaded lineup, and I, I totally believe they are firm. They are firm contenders. They, they, mm-hmm. you have to to count them in, in, in as a contenders. It would be a little bit risky to not. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see it. It's fun uh, now with fans in the stands. It's going to be. The A's were playing, as you probably saw, they were having some fun with them. Like when they were introducing their teams, they were facing like um, the Carrie Underwood before he cheats song and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I respect trolling like that. That's entertaining. Oh, sure. Me. Like it's harmless. Sure. It's harmless. It's not they're not making fun of like their grandmas and stuff. It's like it's, it's harmless stuff. So I, I enjoy that quite a bit. Um, sure. J.D. Martinez, a player that if you're a baseball fan, you love. If you're a fantasy baseball fan, you usually love. Horrible year last year. He admitted it. He said the video thing was big for him. You could see things were different. He made approaches at the plate because he was pushing for it. Well, I think it's safe to say he figured something out because he's hitting everything right now. Are we, are we believing that we're going to get the perennial, not triple crown guy, but just fantasy stud this year from what we've seen early on? It looks like, uh, I mean, the way he's hitting this way, that's the old JD that we were used to. Um, I'm a little uh, worried about the the exit velocities we're seeing these days because of with the change of the ball, mm-hmm. it looks like everybody is um, um, rising their exit velocities, not mm-hmm. which necessarily has not translated into... Um, longer distances because of what they did to the ball, which is not clear yet, but it looks, there's more exit velocity, but it, there's also um, more drag. So that, that, that's something we still are not really clear about how will it affect. So I would say if anyone could get an advice from, from me, which of course you don't have to, but <laughs> be, be aware of that. This exit velocities might be not, what we are thinking about them yeah uh, so uh, let let putting that aside uh jd we know he's he's a good hitter he had a decline uh, for the past couple of years in his max exit velocity which is that worries everyone uh, not everyone is Mr. Father Time Nelson Cruz that can <laughs> you know just re- my goodness <laughs> <laughs> How how can you how can't you you not love the Nelson yep. Cruz? I, I mean, he's doing everything to make everyone look like a fool every mm-hmm. year. You know, it's awesome. I I, per, I personally drafted some places, but I wasn't that confident to be oh, honest. It, well, because you know, eventually, Father Time is going to win. Eventually, it's going to happen. Win? I don't know. Yeah. But most guys don't come into their forties and hit a foul ball grand slam, and the next pitch hit a grand slam. Like you just don't do that. Like in, that's when you're 40. Yeah, that, that that was incredible. That was you know as good baseball as as you can get when when that happened. So thinking of going back to JD, I, yeah. I mean he's had a decline in his max exit velocity, which it's not good when because it means you are getting old, uh, most uh, especially. But um, what, which was his ADB? I, I can't even remember. I was he wasn't in my, on my radar um, to be honest. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me. Top of my head, it was late double digits, maybe even into the hundreds. Like he was kind of in that Probably. realm. It seems like yeah. So a lot so, cheaper than usual. Yeah. So the, the, Martinez's owners are going to be very happy <laughs> this yeah. year because he's he's gonna he's gonna give them a lot of 
good return of that. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it'll be interesting because I, I like what we've seen so far, but you did make a good point. And, and one thing that's a really good point is, is the baseballs. It's weird because if you're just watching the games, I'm still seeing a ton of home runs. Like the Giants are hitting home runs everywhere, and you just don't see yeah. that. So it makes you go, okay, well, they're still using the same baseball. But um, but then you see some other games where a guy crushes a ball and it doesn't go anywhere. And a lot of it's the uh, the drag, the launch angle. Like Toby was breaking it down more on the last show. That's what Toby does. But um, it's going to be real interesting when they get more research on this to see how, like you said, is yeah. the max exit velocities like we're used to saying are good. Maybe aren't like maybe we have to like move the scale. Like it's going to be interesting to see Probably. what really what really is good now. So um, I've seen a lot of conversation from you know the sharp guys uh, around it, Chamberlain, Connor, and and uh, Octavio Hernandez from Venezuela, and they, and they agree that there might be to do. We might need to do some adjustment uh, mm-hmm. from. Uh, what we've seen already, so that's something we we have to keep an eye for, for going forward. I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how that comes to be. Um, the last guy I have on the list here, and this is a guy that's a kryptonite of mine. You mentioned Tyler Glass now I have about getting shares of. I didn't have any shares because I, I wanted to see a third pitch. Well, the third pitch looks pretty darn good, so I'm already regretting that through two starts. Yeah. Um, Dustin May I wanted nothing to do with because he couldn't strike anybody Me out. Neither. Like he's the, great, he's the greatest Alex Fast gift gif you could ever get like he, he's gonna get multiple a game it's fun he doesn't strike anybody out well lo and behold six innings eight strikeouts in his debut against the a's and the a's offense has been bad so let's see him do it a few more times sure. so i'm the guess i'm answering the question for myself already i'm not fully buying in yet are you buying in that maybe dustin may is gonna meet the expectations everyone's always had <laughs> Not mine, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. I, I, I'm with you there, and uh, I would still need to see that again because, differently to Wheelers, for example, Wheelers been doing that from the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Dustin May, he he did it out of nowhere, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> here. So it, it might look like the same, but it's not the same. So I, I, I'm on wait and see for him. I, I didn't also get any shares of him anywhere because, as you said, he's an amazing gift pitcher. Uh, he, he provides this sorcery when he mm-hmm. throws things that you don't know how, how is it even physically possible for a ball to do that. But guys weren't striking out so uh, i mean we i have to see more yeah i do too it's like his stuff's so good i think it's almost like guys go okay he's throwing a slider i'm just not gonna swing because it's like either gonna be in the zone or it's like 40 feet this way so i'm just gonna so i'm not gonna look like a fool here i'm just gonna sit and watch it so it's one of those maybe if he starts commanding these things better then when you go out of the zone like it's your whole zone oh swing thing maybe that starts looking better and then we start seeing something oh now the strikeouts are going up. Now we're getting yeah. Okay, now it makes more sense. So we'll see. Like it's never been a thing about his his it's quality of his stuff. It's more just putting it all together. Um, sure. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. And Gonsolin going to the IL. He'll be there for a while now. It looks like so that'll be another one. But um, Carlos, that's going to wrap it up. I had a, a lot of fun chatting with you tonight. Um, before we leave, remind everybody where they can find you on Twitter where they can find your work, like what you got coming up, plug away, the floor is yours, whatever you want. Well, I, I want to say first that I'm really happy to to be here mm-hmm. 
Baba, I mean, I love your podcast. And, and you. as I said, if anyone wants to be informed, besides having to hear me, the other guests are, are, guests are really good. So keep keep listening to, to Baba. Um, the, yeah, um, you can, I usually do my ramblings in, on Twitter at C.A. Marcano. Um, these days I, I, I'm a little bit more busier than usual, but there's where I usually say my stuff. I've been, I keep working with Pitcher List. This Friday I should have an, a Zach Wheeler article, which I, I think might be interesting for some. And I also, from time to time, do um, contributions to Prospects 365 with Ray and you know, six-man rotation with Connor, Jason, all the great, Reese White and all the great guys uh, over there, which are really, really cool bunch of, of people. Yeah, no, great, great guys for sure. And uh, you do awesome work, man. I'm glad we, we finally crossed paths and uh, got to, to chat a little bit. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing this again with you sometime. So um, I guess until then, we'll... Uh, We'll fight it out in our TGFBI league. So that's going to be a fun oh, one. It's you, me, Zach. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun league. Fun league we got going on there. Totally. And uh, right as we speak, let me check. Oh, man, you're you're four points ahead of me. Uh, oh, it's, it's early. My team's <laughs> – my, my biggest problem, I've said it year after year, Not and it's not every team I have, but my good teams, they start out really strong – and then I, I have trouble continuing things. Like, it's like eventually the season's so long that they call it a marathon. And oh, eventually yeah. there's like, I'm, I'm either too hesitant to make a move or something. And just, it's, it just slowly starts and I have to fight back. And it's too late. So yeah. that, we'll see that, what that's happens. The, the beauty, uh, but it's also the, you know, the, the hustle and the, I don't know, the grinding that comes with, with the baseball season. That's why it's, it's a sports. It's a sport like no other, but yep. we are so so, you know, happy and, and uh, this is this is a, a gift. Baseball is yes. a gift. I love I love your attitude on that because it truly is. Like um, some people just kind of say things, but I know just by hearing you say it, I can believe it. But like when uh, you know it's opening day or you get to go watch a ball game. It's like the coolest. Like it's the most fun you're gonna have for a while. Oh, yeah. It's just like like I love going. San Jose is a little over an hour from where I live. That's where single A Giants are. I go to more games there than actual San Francisco games because I can just sit there in the little bleachers, watch a ball game. You can hear the sounds. It's not like you're all True. like I love every minute of it. I, I've gone by True. myself before. I go like like I, I just you know go pay like ten bucks, go sit in the bleachers and have a good time. So I, I love baseball and it, I can definitely sense it from you as well. So maybe someday our cross will pass in real life and we can go catch a ball game. So I think that'd be a lot of fun. Oh man. That would be awesome. That would but be awesome. Until next time, Carlos, we'll, uh, we'll have to stick to recording podcasts. So um, I'll have you back again sometime. I appreciate it. But uh, everybody, this was Bench with Bubba, episode 361 with Carlos Marcano. Make sure you check him out on Twitter at C.A. Marcano. And uh, we'll catch you guys later. Bye-bye.